Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, broadcasting live every Thursday evening, beginning at 6 p.m. Central, right here in Panama City Beach, Florida, home of the world's most beautiful beaches. I want to thank everyone for joining me on my weekly broadcast. Each week, I'll feature some of the best instructors, coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs in the golf business today. Starting March 7th, I'll be adding the Coach's Corner panel to the mix, beginning the show with a great discussion, followed by an insightful interview with this evening's guest. So let's get started by introducing tonight's special guest. All right, good evening, everybody, and thanks again for joining me tonight here on Golf Talk Live. I'm very excited. I've got a very interesting guest uh, joining us here in just a moment, but let me just remind everybody uh, of a couple things. Uh, as I'm sure you probably heard in the uh, introduction, uh, the Coach's Corner panel will begin on March the 7th. So two weeks from tonight, uh, we'll be bringing back the Coach's Corner panel on the first hour of the broadcast. Right now, we're just doing uh, basically an hour broadcast uh, for another week. And then on March 7th, we'll be going to the full broadcast uh, of two hours, um, again, starting with Coach's Corner, uh, followed by uh, an interview on the second hour of my broadcast. So that'll be starting on March 7th. Also on March 5th, on the other show, on Tuesday mornings, the Women of Golf show that I co-host with LBJ professional Cindy Miller, uh, beginning on uh, March the 5th, we'll be uh, starting uh, with our series of uh, players from the Symmetra Tour will be joining us um, beginning on March 5th. And then the week following, we'll start to um, host some of the winners uh, from this season's Symmetra Tour. So we're very, very excited about that. But again, thank you for joining me tonight. Um, and just one other quick announcement. If you want to reach out to me, if you're somebody uh, that's in the golf industry and you'd like to join the uh, program, you can reach out to me at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. Uh, and you're always welcome to call in anytime during the live broadcast. The number is area code 646-716-4667. Again, that's 646 Four six six seven. As I mentioned, I've got a great guest tonight, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ian Peterson. We actually uh, connected on social media, and in fact, Facebook uh, here recently, and found his story very interesting and, and wanted to share it with the audience here. So let me introduce him, and then I'll bring him on, and then we'll uh, begin tonight's uh, broadcast. Uh, again, his name is Ian Peterson. He's the founder and CEO of Dialed In Golf Solutions. Uh, he's also a Level 1 and Level 2 certified TrackMan professional, as well as the Director of Technology at Megan Yokeman Golf Academy in Tampa, Florida. Uh, with 20-plus years in corporate America overseeing finance and governance organizations for IT and insurance companies, uh, he relatively swept golf pretty late in life, but fell in love uh, with the game, as we all do, uh, fairly quickly. Uh, originally from the Bronx in New York, but moved to St. Petersburg, Florida in the early 90s, uh, where he attended uh, uh, the Boca Siega High School and Eckert College. Um, Ian, uh, good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. Uh, good evening, Ted, and uh, thanks for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Well, I'm glad that you were uh, able to join me tonight. And again, it's always interesting, as I as I said in the beginning, um, you know, I, I meet a lot of people, obviously, as I'm sure you do through social media. Uh, it's a great way, obviously, as a, as a business tool to be able to connect with different people. And I always... Um, when I'm on there, for me, it's not so much a personal thing as it is as a, a business opportunity to meet new people, 
And uh, I found your, your story, as I said, and we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, very, very interesting. I think uh, you've got a great business model, and I wanted to share that with the audience, um, not just uh, the general audience, but also uh, a lot of other golf professionals, including myself, tune into the broadcast. And I think it was a great way that you might be able to interact with some of them as well and, and perhaps uh, help one another uh, with your various different endeavors. So um, let's first things first. Um, one thing I didn't, I left out in your bio, and that's because I wanted you to, to do that. Maybe you can do a little shout out. I know that you're married and you have a young uh, daughter as well. So why don't you say hello and introduce them as well? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, without them, I don't think uh, we will be in a position that we're in today. They've helped me out a lot um, starting uh, this this business. Um, not only you know uh, in the areas in which you can see, but also servicing the events. So my wife um, Ari and uh, my daughter Ryan. Um, We'll be going to high school next year, so uh, it just uh, it reminds wow. me how old, how old I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I, I hear you very well, so I, I can I can relate. Um, so Ian, let me just ask you this, and I think what we'll do here is I, I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about um, your business, how it got started, mm-hmm. when it got started and what was sort of the idea behind it, and then we'll get into more of the, if, as they say, the meat and potatoes of the business itself. Cool. So just tell us, uh, give us a little bit of an idea of how it got started and how you sort of came up with the idea. Okay, just like uh, many golfers out there, I was a, a weekend warrior, you know, struggling on uh, around the golf course. As you mentioned earlier, I, um, I, I started playing golf later in life um, when I could no longer um, enjoy playing basketball, football, baseball, those type of sports. <laughs> so I kind of uh, my friends kind of forced me into 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 the game of golf, and I immediately fell in love with it. Um, a lot of people uh, turn away because of uh, the 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 stress that comes with learning golf, um, but I actually like right. the game of golf because every time I play, I'm learning. You know, so just like in life, I enjoy it because I'm learning. Even when I'm struggling, uh, I'm learning. So back in in 2017. I decided to, to really take my practice time on the range seriously, you know, really focusing on my short game and my scores started to uh, just drop significantly. You know, I was in the low 80s for a while, started working on my putting, and I was consistently in the 70s, And uh, but I would always have issues with distance, uh, whether I was right. um, short or long on the golf course. So a buddy of mine um, – he said, you know what, uh, we should get on track, man. And we should find a track, man. We should get on track, man, work on our numbers. And in just the area in which we live, um, you have some facilities that have the device, uh, but with our busy schedules, um, working full-time, you know, more than, you know, 40 hours a week, it, it just wasn't, we were just not able to uh, um, uh, find a unit that was available at that time. Um Right. He thought it was fairly inexpensive, and um, I looked it up, and it wasn't inexpensive. And I'm like, wow, because I was thinking about purchasing <laughs> it for myself. And it kept nagging at me right. for a while. I kept working on my game, and um, I, 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 I mustered up the courage to talk to my wife about buying a track man. <laughs> and I, I, I wrapped it. I wrapped it around a business model because I know if I spent that much money, I would have to convince her we could make money with this device. Um, but surprisingly, right. <laughs> she was all forward. She was all forward having our own business, our own company. Um, but never did I think of having my own business. I never 
wanted really to be an entrepreneur, had to have a good job, um, make a good living. Um, and I know the stress with having, you know, your own, your own company and worrying about right. employees, benefits, things of, of that nature. Um, so I, I did my due diligence. I went back to, to college, took some, uh, some business courses. Um, I talked to a lot of people in the industry just to see if my idea would work. Um, and, you know, I got the thumbs up. As I mentioned, my wife approved um, later in that year, probably September, October of 2017, I purchased the TrackMan after having several meetings with TrackMan um, themselves uh, around my business model and understanding if it will work. And um, I had my first event um, November, right before Thanksgiving of 2017. So we did a couple free events late that year, and it just took off from there. And uh, that's how Dow and Golf Solutions got started. (laughs) Well, and just let me, for the audience perspective, let me just say this. Um, The full company name, obviously, is Dialed In Golf Solutions. We're going to call and refer to it as Diggs just to to keep it easier. So if I I or you Mm -hmm. refer to Diggs, um, obviously, that's uh, an acronym, if you will, for uh, keeping it a little bit shorter. So we don't have to say the full. So if you hear me saying Diggs, that's what we're talking about. Um, So so let let me... um, and I think that's great. I mean, I, I love your logo, and I, and I love the way you've sort of packaged it together. And I've obviously been on your website, so I'm, I'm uh, somewhat familiar mm-hmm. with, with everything that you do. But I want you to maybe explain it. So let, let's talk about specifically what you do. You talk about your first tournament um, or event was in um, late 2017. So explain essentially yes. what the business model is about and what you're, you're trying to do with uh, Diggs. All right. So the business model is all about the experience. Um, Often, as golfers, we see this technology on TV, um, but we don't. We rarely get to experience what professionals experience. So, our business model is around providing that experience, whether it's on the golf course, at a tournament, at the driving range, um, when we partner with uh, teaching professionals, or you know, even indoors at a, a company function. You know, when we have you know the the mobile cage out, we have the track man, and, and you have all the functions of the TrackMan inside. So it's all for us, it's all about the experience. Um, our core business is through tournaments, is to bring that PGA-like experience to your local tournament, to your charity event. And um, golfers love it. We, we set up on a hole or two, depending on how big the event is. They play the hole as well. Right. Because, uh, and, and, and that's key. And that's the first thing we, we tell those who are interested that is does not – it does not impede the pace of play uh, because the technology is right. so advanced. You, you hit the ball, immediately you get uh, club speed and ball speed. Um, then once it lands, you get your carry distance, and then it gives you your estimated total. Um, so with that, I'm quite sure as a golfer, especially playing in tournaments, that's a lot of fun, and it gets very competitive with right. some groups as well. Um, right. <laughs> so that's what they get. That's what they get on the course. So they play it as normal, except now they have a ca- they have cameras around. Um, and at the end of the day, they get a report um, through TrackMan's uh, event software that has a video of their swing from multiple angles. So from the two angles uh, down the line and face on, um, they get nine right. different data points. So uh, in addition to what I mentioned earlier, they get also smash factor, spin rate, height, landing angle, launch angle, things like that. And at the bottom, right. it, it's the gravy. This is what they like. It's a leaderboard. So it tells you top 20 for the tournament, who had the longest drive, the fastest club speed, and the highest ball speed. And uh, they, mm. they eat it up. They love it. I run into some of the golfers 
at other events. They, they, they practice. I have to send me videos. Some take lessons, you know. So I'm always in contact with different teaching pros because I get asked all the time, who can I go to to help me with this? I, these are my numbers. or And uh, I just give those referrals, you know, out to those who can, you know, that, that can work with and help them improve. So when they get back, you know, they want to see their numbers again, and, and uh, they look forward to it. So the golfers love that piece of it. And um, and I, I want to mention last year in 2018, um, we participated in 85 events, serviced over 11,000 golfers. And this is, you know, really wow. just doing it on the weekends and, and sometimes on special days throughout the state of Florida. And um, <clears throat> we're, we're noticing now that we're, it's, we're kind of evolving through a marketing company as, as well because of the technology mm-hmm. or the, the software allows for that branding of, uh, of sponsors, for example, or companies. Right. You know, we're being hired by companies to, um, to, um, to take advantage not of this memorable moment that we provide to, uh, to the golfers. Well, and also, Ian, too, I, I can see this, and I'm, I'm sure this is things that you guys have already thought about, um, this kind of brings a whole different level to a corporate event because traditionally, yeah. you know, they go out, they play, they have a scramble, you know, whatever. Um, but now that they've got this event play through Trackman, they're actually able, mm-hmm. to, able to have really even a little competition within the competition because now, yeah. as, as, especially for, for the men, you know, they always want to, well, mm-hmm. I can hit it further and that. Well, now they, they got the stats <laughs> right there. And, uh, yeah. you know, somebody at the end of the, the event is going to have some bragging rights. And, and you know, maybe they want to have uh, some additional prizes for those that hit certain numbers, uh, you know, that, that they're looking at to come the end of the event. So I can see you having really creating a very fun uh, environment for some of your corporate events. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, not only the, the distance, but uh, we've just been hired by a financial company for their golf tournament. Their theme is um, American City. So we're set up on the Indianapolis hole, and it's all about speed. So they don't, on that right. hole, they don't care about the distance. It's all about the swing speed. And, 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 and you know how right. some people love to, to, to see their swing speed. So, um, and that they'll be giving out, you know, some prizes in regards to that as well. So it's, it, it's fun for all skill levels. Um, it doesn't, again, impede pace of play. It's great for sponsors. Um, as I mentioned, the, the audience that we have, and we're looking to significantly grow that this year. So now we're looking for corporate sponsors who just want to be with Dowson Golf Solutions as we travel the state. Actually, we've been booking tournaments out of the state of Florida now, too. Okay, very good. Um, mm-hmm. so, so talk about how this, how this is actually set up an event. So let's go to the event now. And maybe just give us an example from one that you've done before, um, how it actually works. I mean, obviously, I'm familiar with how TrackMan works, but is this something mm-hmm. that is set up on a specific hole? Um, or, uh, you know, what, what do you specifically do? Like, talk about that, how it's actually set up for the event. So we're set up on a tee box. The TrackMan sits about 15 feet from the tee box, um, and we have three cameras. So we have uh, a camera on each side, so in front of the golfer, face-on, I should say, whether they're right-handed or left-handed, and then we have a camera that sits right behind the track man um, that, that, that captures the down-the-line view. So right. uh, there's nothing in their hitting area. Um, there's, there's no chance, unless they're not paying attention, of them even hitting the track man or running into it. Right. Um, and as I mentioned, <laughs> they just they just play they play the hole as, as normal. And um, we have uh, 
uh, we, we set up a, a canopy tent. Um, we have our laptop. Uh, we now bring out, you know, if the weather permits, a 65-inch screen um, because, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it brings a lot of excitement. So even those who are not playing in the tournament, sure. they're, they're standing around. Right. You know, and, and before they were standing around and look at the laptop, now we have this 65-inch screen that they can see exactly what's going on. They can see those four numbers that pop up, carry distance, total distance, club speed, and ball speed, and they can see how they can compare how they compare to members of their foursome as well. So right. uh, it gives, again, it, gives, it brings that PGA type of experience to the to a local tournament. Right. And, and I, I did see on your um, <laughs> website – that you had the tent set up and that, and actually you did a great job. Um, was that your idea or was that your, your wife's idea to, to sort of splash it up a little bit with some really cool furniture and obviously the TV, was that something that you did together or did she, or did she add a little bit of a feminine touch to it? Oh, she's always adding, adding her touch to it. You know, everything has to be just right. And, and, and she's right, you know, right. because especially in, especially in pictures, things are not, yep. not lined up correctly it, 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 it tends to stand out uh, we recently redid our website but that came mm-hmm. from feedback from the pga uh, merchandise show this past this past year or this past month right um about giving it more eye candy uh, giving it more pop so yep. it can actually fit our the services that we provide people felt that it did not show the excitement that we truly bring to the tournament so and we have our new website up now yeah, no, you guys did a great job with that. And, and and that's really, you know, I think what it what it is nowadays in golf. I mean, obviously, I, I focus more uh, or have focused more on the instruction side in the past. Now I'm more into the media and broadcasting side of things. But um, what what I've always noticed, especially with corporate events, is they want to feel even the people, as you suggested, that aren't uh, necessarily playing in the tournament. Maybe they're just support staff that are there doing other functions. They mm-hmm. want to feel that they're part of the tournament, and this yeah. creates a great atmosphere. Like I said, you can have this tent or even tent set up um, where they mm-hmm. can kind of sit there and watch kind of things going on and kind of, you know, maybe even have their own little side bets on who's going to do better, you know, or, or whatnot. <laughs> so you can have a lot of fun and make it, you know, a, a, an interesting event, um, you know, and uh, I'm sure makes for some good banter once they get back to the office uh, either later that yeah, day or the yes, next day. So. Um, and, and it's about really having fun, and that, that's really about the game. Um, mm-hmm. But you mentioned that you had quite a few uh, tournaments, um, 85, you said, last last season. Is that correct? Did I hear uh, you correct? 85 events. Yeah, 85 events. Right. Uh, majority of those are tournaments. We do driving range events okay. as well where we would um, right. uh, partner with uh, a, a course or a standalone driving, arra- driving range. And, and the goal really is to help bring more um, traffic to that to that location, um, so we will partner up with the, the local pro there. We would, you know, announce it on social media. We invite people there so they can get in front of the track man, and at the same time, the pros give them some tips, but it helps increase their student base as, as well. Sure, um, we've are we've been doing less of those because tournaments have picked up so much. Um, but I'm still getting right. calls and emails about when the next time we're coming out to uh, so they can get on the track man and get their numbers. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's good to have uh, a little bit of diversity, but you're you're right. If you're seeing your business moving into more of the the tournament 
Um, obviously, you want to yeah. you want to go that direction. You, you got to be careful of obviously spreading yourself too thin and having <laughs> two different many you know options out there because then it gets to a point where you're yeah. kind of going left yeah. and right and, and whatnot. So uh, that's very smart to to observe it, and that's important mm-hmm. too to really understand your market. And obviously, it sounds like you guys have. Uh, had a good grasp on it. So obviously we're in uh, 2019 now. So let's talk about some of the goals that you've set up for this season. What are you looking to, obviously looking to expand, but um, what are some things that you did last year um, that you want to expand on for this season? Yeah. So our focus uh, again is to really increase uh, our tournament bookings. Um, Towards the end of last year, we've been contacted to do a lot of member, member, member guest events. Um, Many Mm -hmm. cases, they like our tournament setup, um, but we also do other things with TrackMan. Um, for example, um, TrackMan has a combine or they have uh, these test centers. So we do some cool things, some cool challenges um, that lease the side bets with that as well, like accuracy at certain distances and things. Um, so we're looking to really increase our tournament presence and also our member, member guest presence at uh, golf courses. Um, as uh, from I would say from a more of a personal standpoint, we're looking to get involved more in the community. Um, I mentioned to you, I believe that uh, I'm now a member of the executive committee at the Chichi Rodriguez Youth Foundation, um, getting right. involved in, in other, other nonprofits. Um, for example, we have a good friends up in Orlando that runs a nonprofit called Mission Enforced and uh, Seeds of Promise here in Clearwater really um, – creating opportunities uh, for young men and women that uh, uh, currently do not have them and growing the game that way, uh, but also really just focusing on just their development as young men, young women as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's fantastic. It's always great. You know, and this is one thing that I've always really loved. Um, you know, I, I obviously started playing golf a little bit earlier than you did. I started very, very young. My father obviously <laughs> took me out and, and brought me into the game and, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, continued on from there. But one of the things that I've always loved about golf is, um, and it's really unlike so many other sports out there, is it really gives back. Um, I mean, through yes. through tournaments, through charity events and things like that. It's really, it doesn't, I mean, I was even surprised about this. I had, uh, several years ago, I had a gentleman that came on and the name uh, escapes me right now, but he actually had a book that he had published that talked about all of the different events and just talking about here in the United States. Um, and I mean, thousands of golf tournaments every year by every walk of life that you could imagine, um, corporate and otherwise that were specifically Mm -hmm. for charity. And it was amazing. The billions of dollars that golf, uh, um, generates in, in charitable donations. And what was really interesting Mm -hmm is no other sport, not the NFL, not MLB, uh, NHL, any of them, and they all do great work in their own rights. None of them even come close to what uh, the golf industry generates. And that's just amazing when you think about it. Um, Now, I want to ask you just a a couple of personal things about your own golf. I mean, you've talked about how Mm -hmm. um, your journey, if you will. Um, What was it specifically about golf that you really attract? You, You mentioned you played a number of different sports over the years. Uh, growing up and mm-hmm. so forth, but uh, later in life you took up golf and, and obviously you like some of the challenges, but what specifically, because uh, I know golf can be frustrating, uh, as I'm sure you can attest to at times, what specifically <laughs> about the game itself, the challenges, if you will, out in the golf course 
that really sort of hit home with you that said, okay, you know what, I can really get into this. It's going to be tough, but I think I can do this. What were some of the challenges that you found and, and how did you overcome them? Uh, first, uh, the first thing is not, it's not a challenge, but just the beauty of, of the golf course. You know, every, every course I go to, I, I find beauty and, and the nature and the layout and things like that, that, that keeps me coming back and, and loving the game. But the challenge is itself because all those other sports um, came so easy, um, and, but mm-hmm. golf, it, it really required focus. Um, and, and in mm-hmm. order to be good, it requires dedication. Uh, I can pick up a, a basketball right now. Give me five minutes. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm making every, right. every shot or higher percentage of shots. Golf, I can I can right. shoot fifty in a front nine and then thirty in a back nine or or opposite. Right. <laughs> you know, and and, right. and <laughs> I, I, even though I'm frustrated, I know I can do better and I will work to do better. Whether it's the next shot, which is very important. You know, or the next time that I, I, I play golf. Now, unfortunately, with the business, I don't get the chance to play golf as often, and I don't get a chance to be on track, man. <laughs> and that's the reason right. why I wanted well, it in the first place. But uh, well, welcome but, to the uh, golf. Welcome to the golf industry, Ian. <laughs> welcome to the golf well, thank industry. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's it, 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 whether it's the drive, the driver, or, or the putter, um, or you know the wedge. You know, the shaping of a shot or, or trying to get some spin or a challenging putt, it, it's, it's all over the place. I can't say it, it's one thing. Um, um, my putter can be working one day and, and, and the next day it, it may not be. You know, so it's, it's, it's the reading of the greens. It's, it's so many different things. And that's what I love about golf is it, it's, it's not easy to fix. It's odd, very odd. You know, um, from a personal standpoint, and, uh, you know, my family can attest to this, I love cleaning because I love seeing – progress i love seeing like a project complete and right. every time i play right. golf i feel i get that same that same adrenaline rush which is which mm-hmm. is very odd but uh, that's why i love the game of golf well and it's interesting too because you know as you mentioned you know you played a, a number of different sports growing up and what's always very interesting to me because obviously there comes a point in time and, and again you alluded to this as well you you get to sort of that age uh where you know running up and down the basketball court is a little tougher um, you know, even throwing those, you know, out in, the, out in the baseball diamond gets a little bit tougher and, and some of these other sports and, and football, you know, those hits hurt a little bit more than they, they did when you're in your twenties. Um, but what's always interesting about this is when you look at the athletes out there, the major, uh, sports athletes and all of those, uh, three and, and others, they all seem to, as they age and get a little bit older, all seem to gravitate to the same thing. They all go to golf. Yeah. And I found that very interesting. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's because there's still a challenge. There's enough of a challenge there, obviously, and, and a great challenge. Um, but there's always that pursuit for them to, you know, to get better. And that's something that they've done all their careers. But it's a little bit easier yeah. on the body, um, I think, than yeah. obviously some of the other sports we've mentioned. So, um, and, and I'm sure you can attest to that as well, being athletic yourself, that, you know, we, we just, mm-hmm. we don't move quite the same as we used to. But golf sort of is a great equalizer because you don't have to have a lot of upper body or lower body strength. It's just really timing and tempo. And, I mean, we've seen players that, you know, are five foot nothing that can belt it out mm-hmm. nearly 300 yards or plus. And yeah. then we can see some, you know, big players <laughs> who you would think would kill the ball you know, can't hit it 150 yards down the fairway. So it's a pretty exactly. good equalizer. And, and I'm sure that's, that's something that you experienced, uh, I'm sure, as well. 
Um, I see it. I see it all the what time. About, right. Um, what about your wife and, and your daughter? Are they uh, are they involved? I mean, is is your wife more involved with the business, and does she play, and, and does your daughter play, or have an interest in playing? Uh, my daughter has an interest in, in playing. Um, she has some height. Um, she's almost as tall as me, although she just turned fourteen. Um, so wow. she kind of let the she kind of let the game a, a, alone a, a bit, um, but she's uh, showing interest again. Uh, she's been she's been very active in CrossFit uh, the last last couple years, um, but uh, she's mentioned mm-hmm. recently that she want to get back into playing golf. So we I'm looking forward to it. Um, my wife, she doesn't like sports. Period. <laughs> she likes what we do. She likes our business. Right. But sports. She yeah. She's not a she's not a sports fan at all. So she's happy to help with more of the, the business side of, of things, but not so much in the actual getting out there and playing. So, But that's good, though. I mean, you know, it's good that she obviously has other interests that, that she enjoys doing, but at the same time, she can also um, participate in, in uh, the, the business as well. So I think that's yeah, great, yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's fantastic, you know, that your, your daughter has expressed some interest as well. I think it's great to, to be able to pass it on to the next generation. We're going to talk about that uh, in, in just a minute here, but, um, so what are some other goals? I mean, you've mentioned a few of them, but what are some other things that you see down the road, um, that you've been thinking about? They may not necessarily happen right away, but things that you're thinking about or that have come to your attention, either through your own initiatives or things that people have come to you and said, Hey, have you thought about this? Are there other things that you're, uh, sort of, you know, moving in the wheelhouse, if you will, of mine? Uh, uh, yes. I've been contacted recently, um, um, by several people involved in the like disabled golf association. Um, yes. Uh, and I have a good friend that owns a company, a golf company as well called caddy basket golf. And he's been introducing me to people and, and getting more involved in, in, in that uh, because they also would want to see their numbers. They, they think it's great. Um, so I'm looking forward to be being more active in uh, the, the disabled golf um, uh, world and, uh, yep. and, 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 and 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 allow those guys the same opportunity. Um, they're 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 great, and it's it's been fun uh, for the ones I've worked with thus far. And I'm I'm looking forward to really in, in increasing our activity in that area. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I've been involved um, through my programs with the Adaptive Golfers uh, Association here in the United States, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's a much bigger pool of, of individuals and people I think realize um, yeah. in fact uh, and I'm only I'm only guesstimating here and this is not and I'm not really including a lot of the veterans and things like that but it's roughly in the mm-hmm. range of 20 to 24 million in the United States alone that fall into that wow. category that have some yeah it, it's amazing and, and that's obviously a variety mm-hmm. of uh, of different, uh, um, uh, you know, disabilities uh, um, or disadvantages, as, as some uh, have, have labeled it. But so it, it's a, a much big, uh, much bigger pool than what people realize. And the unfortunate thing, Ian, is, and, and this is through some of my discussions, and I'm I'm happy to introduce you to some uh, some people that are in that that area that might be able to help further that that quest. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that they're really trying to do is, again, I don't think the golf industry as a whole really realized how big that market is, and they're not really being Mm -hmm. serviced. Um, And uh, the one particular individual I'm thinking of has has actually been on the Golf Channel. She's been, in fact, was invited, I think it was this past uh, season, was invited to the Masters 
um, as a special guest to to talk about that very mm-hmm. thing. So um, she's garnered a lot of attention in that area, and they're starting to see um, really, you know, that there's a big market there of people that that would love to participate, but just don't feel um, that's an inclusive for them because of their um, you know disadvantage and things like that. So this is something that the golf industry. So I'll be more than happy to to make yeah. that introduction uh, and and help you yeah. with that as well. Um, so let's talk about in other ways. Let's talk about growing the game. Now you obviously have something, and you found a niche in the market that is mm-hmm. is obviously done very well for your business. But um, let's talk about the game in general. Obviously, traditionally the the game was very, you know, for lack of better words, was very traditional, uh, country club and yeah. that sort of thing. And there's yeah. a lot of businesses that have come out now, like uh, organizations like Top Golf, that have sort of taken a different approach, have made it more of an entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. avenue in that what are some of the things that you would like to see happen um to make changes to bring more people into the game or at least introduce them to the game uh yeah I, even though top golf um drive shack those those uh those type of places are around i think still especially in the uh the inner city in the urban community they right still they still have that uh that 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 preconceived notion that um, golf isn't for everyone, um, that it's an right. old white old white man sport. Yep. And we have yep. tons of examples of tons of examples out there that uh, shows that that's not the case. So um, I would mm-hmm. like to see, and, and and I would like to get more involved in showing all people who plays golf, who's active in golf. You mentioned earlier that a lot of retired athletes, they retire and yep. begin to play golf. There's a lot of active athletes that play golf mm-hmm. that many people don't, mm-hmm. don't know about. And unless you follow golf, right. you don't, you don't yep. see it. So really getting it out in the mainstream, as you mentioned, you know, we met on social media. There's a lot of people on social media that need to see those images, that need to see those videos, that need to be part of that discussion to realize that golf is a sport for everyone, not just for one set of, of people. And, um, and, I, right. and, and I'm looking to get more active in that aspect as well. Because as I mentioned, I have people that I know personally that still believe that. And I still get bothered right. and teased, teased with that. And I'm like, That's, that is not the case. It, you know, and I see it all no. the time, but they don't see it unless somebody puts it in front of them. Well, and, and you're exactly right, and that's a perception, unfortunately, that still lingers. And I'll, and I'll tell you my reasons why I feel that is, is I think the, the media in general, and I'm talking mainly the golf media here, and this is one of the reasons why I do the shows that I do, mm-hmm. is when most people turn on the TV and see anything about golf, it's pre- predominantly, um, you know, if you're watching the Golf Channel, of course, you see some commercials, Callaway, Titleist, and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. predominantly... Yeah the imagery that they see is the golf, the professional golf tours. So right away, 90% of the people that don't follow golf that see that, they see, well, that's a, Mm -hmm. you know, those are high end athletes, you know, Tiger Woods and and whoever else out there, Rory McIlroy and all these other guys. And of Mm -hmm. course on the ladies side, Mm -hmm. I'm never, I'm never going to be there. I'm not good enough. I don't have that kind of money to get there. (laughs) They don't see themselves, right. They don't see themselves out there playing golf because in their minds mm-hmm. there's two factors. One, they see it as a rich man's sport, which it, it is costly yep. compared to other sports, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they see predominantly at a high-level game. 
they don't see what goes on in their own communities. And I blame mm-hmm. a lot of, unfortunately, golf courses, uh, managers, and so forth for not actively getting out in their community other than corporate events. In other words, getting yeah. out in the school systems yeah. and getting out into, yeah. um, you know, uh, boys and girls yeah. uh, camps, yeah. and groups like that, and exposing them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that, that happens is that is the perception that is given when people see it in the media. You know, we hear about all these great yeah. tour players and stuff, and that's fantastic. You know, we got to have that too. But what about the mm-hmm. thousands of teach professionals and entrepreneurs such as yourself that are out there? What about their mm-hmm. stories? You know, why are we not yeah. hearing about them? And it's mm-hmm. because that's not what sells in the big corporate world. So, yeah. you know, this is why it's not done. Um, what are your thoughts there? And, and what could the industry do as a whole, do you think, uh, in your opinion, from your experience, um, maybe do differently? So my, my, my opinion is, is first, it starts with, with me before I can talk about the industry or a particular course. It, it starts with me and putting those images out right. there because, you know, I have quite a few followers that are not golfers. Um, so making the, the effort to um, tell those stories, to put those images and videos out there to, to my audience first. Um, so I, I need to take ownership of that and do a better job of that now mm-hmm. then encouraging others to do the same thing, you know, not just during a, a certain month, but, um, you know, from now moving forward, I know a lot of golfers that want to be on a PGA tour that are grinding every day. Some I know personal personally, and some I know just via social media and we communicate that way, you know, putting their stories out there. Um, so you, you're right. Um, uh, uh, the golf channel and, and, and other media outlets, they need to um, first understand that. And, 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 and I could be the person to help them understand that. And, and two, mm-hmm. begin to work at making or uh, have a concerted effort to put those imagery out there and, and, and really talk, show the life of somebody uh, that look like those you want to now be part of the game. So that grind, so right. that story, what do they, where do they come from? So they can relate, you know, uh, being a, a kid growing up in the Bronx, to me it was all about being able to relate and also opportunities. Um, I also had right. a strong mom who made sure that uh, not only that we had opportunities, but that we took advantage of those opportunities. I kind of look at it like, you know, those who know me, they know I'm a foodie. Um, you've probably seen a lot of food posts right. on, my, on my Facebook account. Right. Um, and uh, and right. I'm glad my, my daughter is, is a foodie, but – I, I see a lot of people who would not eat outside of what they consider the normal, the, the burger, the fries, the steak, the pizza, and they don't want to try like Thai food, for example, or right. um, Colombian food um, because it's different. Right. I, I, I view golf mm-hmm. that way, that once a young person right. actually tastes it, <laughs> once they taste it, they that's all they want. Now, they, they're not going to go back to the burger and fries. They, they, or, or some of the other sports that they play, they they would love the game of golf, and they realize that this is an opportunity. This is this is something that I can do. Not only am I welcome to do it, but hey, I'm pretty good at it, or I could become pretty good at it as well. Um, and as you mentioned, all the life lessons that you can get from the golf course, and and I feel that that experience leads to broader or greater opportunities in life because now they know that things are not. Um, 
kept away, so to speak, from them. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, and it all starts with, with all of us individually. I mean, we have to do our part and we have to acknowledge certain things. And you're exactly right. And, and the reason why I make this point, um, Ian, is, is simply that, you know, if we want to grow the game, we can't just, you know, if there's five roads in front of us, we can't go down the same road every time. We have to try different mm-hmm. areas and different roads, if you will, um, because, you know, if you're doing the same thing all the time or, or promoting the same thing all the time, you're never going to see a change. And mm-hmm. what has to happen, I think, again, it falls into education, you know, getting involved at the school level and, and boys and, and girls clubs and things like that. Um, and that might be something, and you may have already doing it, may already consider it, but that's something that you can create a fun event um, that can be very, very inexpensive for the schools to get involved. And you might even do it initially as a, as a volunteer uh, and just bring mm-hmm. in that technology um, and inviting some of the local schools, um, you know, do it almost like a, a not necessarily an after-school uh, project, but something to that effect, and just exposing it because it's been proven. You know, if you look at most other major sports, um, we're all exposed to, you know, baseball, soccer, football, you know, basketball, whatever. Um, all of these different sports at a very early age in our school system. Golf is one of the only sports that you don't see until much later on. And the the truth Mm -hmm. of the matter is that if they're not exposed at an early age, the likelihood of them getting involved in that sport in any capacity um, reduces um, significantly. And that's why you don't see a a lot of um, younger people unless they've, you know, it's in their family, you know, their family plays golf and has encouraged them to play. Mm -hmm. If they've never been introduced to golf, they don't know anything about other than what they see on television. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's the illusion of, well, hey, you know, these tour players or these high-level players, uh, I'm never going to get there. So obviously that's not for me. But I can go out and I can shoot hoops in, you know, my local, uh, you know, gymnasium or YMCA or whatever the case may be. I can do that. It's very inexpensive. It doesn't cost me anything. And I can have some fun. But going out in the golf course, I can't play that because I don't know how to play and it's expensive, and there's an illusion that's given, unfortunately, through bad, um, in my opinion, bad economics and bad um, imagery from what people are seeing. And I think that's one of the things that needs to change. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, growing up in, in, in the Bronx, or even when I lived in, in St. Pete, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, the community center was very close. So basketball courts were close. Um, uh, uh, Football fields were close. Baseball fields were close. I was having a conversation with uh, uh, the director of golf operations at T.T. Rodriguez Golf Club the other day. Where are the golf courses? The golf courses aren't close. Um, So the difficulty that we're having is the transportation piece. You know, that's what we're working, you know, to do um, and looking to do a better job at in 2019, working with these nonprofits is is now being able to raise money um, to get kids who are interested to and from the golf course. A lot of golf courses don't have bus routes near. Um, right. So that's, that's even for those who would like to play golf, they can't get there. Um, so that's that's going yep. to be a focus of ours and some of the people that we know in the industry there in, in 2019 and and beyond. Uh, but but you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Yeah, and and you know one of the other things, just another quick point um, about that. I, I had a, 
a friend of mine that's uh, down in the Naples area, which of course has a ton of golf courses there, but most of them other than with other than a handful uh, are private clubs. And yes. they have a very um, have had a very good established first tee program in that area. The problem that they've run into is they don't have what I would classify as a home course. They have had to move kind of around from a couple of courses because a lot of the mm. member courses don't want the program there. And they've got a, a very substantial um, you know membership in this first tee program, but they've had difficulty over the years. Now it may be different today. Um, um, you know this is sort of reporting from a couple of years ago. But you yeah. know, this is another problem: is accessibility. Um, I have another friend of mm-hmm. mine down in the Miami area um, that there was some huge controversy that came up. That uh, one of the only uh, last public golf courses in Miami that you know everybody could sort of come to and play on um, mm-hmm. was being considered uh, to be sold to. And I'm not going to name the, the name. I'm not going to give him the, the credit, but the, the uh, celebrity. <laughs> That wanted to mm-hmm. um, convert it into a, a soccer, um, you know, sports training center for for professional soccer, oh. and mm-hmm. you know, oh. so that again takes away. Um, and I understand the land's valuable, but you know, you have to have somewhere to go. So this is something I think the other thing that the industry has to do. There's, I mean, you and I could probably talk, uh, you know, for hours about all of the wonderful, uh, great <laughs> courses yeah. out there. But the truth of the matter is that the average person, I mean, handicaps over 50% of all golfers here in the, and I'm just using the United States as an example. I mean, I'm sure if you did it worldwide, it might even be different. Over 50% cannot break 100. So mm-hmm. yep. if you take those stats into consideration, and then you're talking almost another third that are lucky if they can even break 80 or 90. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have a very low percentage that are shooting the scores that you're shooting as an example. So one of the problems with that is these courses, as great as they are, are too difficult for the average player. So what I would look at is I would like to see more um, you know, par three or executive style courses being built up. First off, they take a lot less land. They're a lot easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. And there's something mm-hmm. that people can use as a stepping stone. And as their game develops, you know, then they can you know, maybe graduate, if you will, quote unquote, to some of the, the better courses, but at least it gives them an accessibility and something that can be very inexpensive. And I think that would also help uh, grow the game. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I agree. Um, that's how I um, got involved in a game at an executive course, a par three course um, that was close right. um, to the house. Um, then eventually, after really learning the game and practicing the game, you outgrow it. And you, you do graduate to bigger courses, maybe not a, a course that's 7,000 yards, but, you know, some of the smaller right. ones that are around 5,500, 6,000 yards, and then, you know, even graduate from there. Um, so, yeah, that's, right. I, I, I agree, and um, that's something, you're right, um, don't know how to get the ball rolling on that, um, but that's, that's something else that, uh, again, that uh, uh, those who make those decisions need to be aware. Um, I hear all the time about – um, the lack of, of interest in golf without considering these other factors, right? Just like you said, it, it takes up less land, so you can put those in places where people can actually um, actually get to. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. Well, and I also think, um, Ian, one of the problems that I've seen, and, and again, going back to the stats, 
the biggest percentage of new golfers coming into the game are young females from about 13 mm -hmm. up to uh, early 30s uh, in that range, uh, range group, um, and actually probably a little bit younger than that. That's the biggest influx of young girls coming in, and that's obviously to the, you know, we, we need to uh, say thank you to groups like the LPGA and that yeah. have done a phenomenal job of marketing uh, and, and junior golf uh, programs yeah. and girls golf and, and yeah. all of these different things. Um, uh, having said that, though, again, I think one of the other uh, problems is the perception that a lot of folks have of golf is, again, that it's, um, you know, you're getting into it to play competitive golf, and it's not just something to get in and have fun with. And I know that there's a lot of pros out there, to, you know, trying to change that image a little bit and saying, hey, you know, just come on, let's have fun. And, and they're inviting mm -hmm. all different groups out to do that. But, uh, again, you know, we need to really specifically target um, the various different markets out there and say, look, this is something not only that you can come out and play recreationally, um, if you want to aspire to be a little bit better uh, and play more competitive, maybe play collegiately or uh, even for your high school team, um, you know, or whatever, or eventually make it on the tour, that's great too. Um, and make it so that people understand there's a little something for everybody and make it a little yeah. bit more affordable and more accessible. And I think that's really the direction that the industry needs to go into. And I know they've talked about it, but, you know, and I'll be honest, being in the industry, um, I hear a lot of lip service, but I don't see a lot of action. So, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, I have you know, done uh, last, last, last summer, um, we've done a few um, first tee events, you know, having the kids, you know, from the ages of five through 14, you know, take advantage of the technology. And it, 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 was, it was a great experience for them, but even greater experience for my wife and I, um, just to see uh, uh, hundreds of kids going through the excitement of seeing their cell phone video, of seeing their, their ball flight or their club path, and, and understanding what these, these numbers are. And, uh, and as you mentioned, there's a, a great share of them were, were young ladies, were young ladies enjoying, yep. enjoying the game. So kudos to those groups. And, and, and I continue to follow them. And they, they do a great job of, of targeting young women to start playing that, that game of golf. And uh, we'll do more of that this year as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I've seen that shift in the interest of golf uh, in, in, in our youth. Well, again, just to sort of give you a general idea, I think it's over a third now, uh, roughly I think it's almost 35% of all new golfers are in that young female category. Uh, and obviously, there's a multiple reasons. I mean, obviously, the LPJ and, and even organizations, again, as I mentioned earlier, Top Golf and that are certainly introducing people to the game. Um, but again, I, I think that we, we need to close that perception that it's not just, um, you know, at the junior level about feeding them into these tours, um, you know, even collegiate golf. I mean, there's some great opportunities there as well, and that's something for them to consider. But it shouldn't be their only option if they want to be exposed to the game. There should be other options. And the other thing, too, exactly. Ian, as I'm sure you know, you know, um, you know, even though your wife um, doesn't participate, um, there's a lot of other women or other men out there that may want to play golf um, and see business opportunities with it. Um, you know, lots of business mm -hmm. is done out in the golf course. Um, there's a great opportunity and a lot of people, again, there's a variation of things that you can do. It doesn't always have to be, you know, a four to six hour round. Uh, there can be other variations. Um, some of the programs that you're offering through, through digs, 
uh, as an mm-hmm. example, yeah. could be another option, um, you know, for, for corporate types to, to get involved to golf. And again, you don't have to be a great golfer. It's all about having fun and, and creating a, yeah. a positive business atmosphere for, for your employees. So um, mm-hmm. uh, again, kudos to you for, for doing that. So let's, as we, we get close to, to wrapping things up here, Ian, let's talk about um, first off where people can go to get more information um, and any final thoughts that you might want to share with us. Okay. All right. So people can go to our website, uh, dialedingolfsolutions.com, uh, Facebook, Dialed in Golf, um, Instagram, Dialed in Golf, Twitter, Dialed Golf. Uh, but the majority of our information you'll find on our, our, our website. Um, our, my email is ipeterson at Dialed in Golf Solutions. If you have any, any questions, uh, feel free to send me an email or contact us through the website. Um, but uh, I certainly look forward to hearing from all of you. Well, perfect. Um, and, and as I said, uh, you know, I, I always try to, um, you know, look for, for interesting guests that have, um, you know, I interview obviously a lot of uh, golf instructors on the show and, and, and those that own academies and things like that. And we always have some interesting mm-hmm. discussions, but I like to find some new and different things out there to, to share with people, to make them aware of, because again, in order to grow the game, you have to show the diversity um, that golf offers, that it's not just about playing yeah. at an elite level. It's also about just going out having a good time or, you know, wrapping it around a, some sort of a corporate event uh, or even, mm-hmm. um, you know, a school program or something like that. So there's a lot of different opportunities and that's something that obviously you've recognized uh, and obviously mm-hmm. you're doing well. So um, Ian, I want to thank you very much for coming on Golf Talk Live tonight and uh, I wish you much continued success and I hope that you will uh, continue to reach out to me as well in any way that I can help uh, not only spread the word, but any way that I can help uh, uh, your business continue to, to flourish. I'll be more than happy to, to do that. And thank you, Ted. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Well, listen, you have a great uh, week. Hopefully the weather will be nice. And, and uh, I, as I joked about earlier, um, <laughs> and you had mentioned, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to play a lot of golf, folks, <laughs> do not get into the golf industry. Because that yeah. will diminish. Uh, you know, I, I knew that when I first started uh, giving lessons. I thought, well, this man, this is going to be great. I'll be out in the golf course and be able to play a lot. <laughs> and you do initially as you're building it. But once you build your business to a point, you're so busy and booked up with lessons and events and things like that, that there's no mm-hmm. time for you to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. uh, for those of you that want to think you're going to play a lot of golf, uh, don't become a, a golf professional or get in the golf industry because <laughs> that's going to that's good Dalda. and and you were smart too Ian because the other thing I, I thought about earlier when you mentioned you know when I was reading your bio and you're originally uh from up in the New York area uh you've already thought about down the road when you get to retirement you've already moved to Florida and you're already exactly. here to be able to play some great golf so you don't have to do that you've already got that move in place uh you don't have to worry yeah, about it's... shoveling snow anymore or doing any of that stuff so uh... Perfect. I'll tell you what, Ted. It's already well, it's it's already too it's already too hot here in the state of Florida. Too hot, too early. Um, so <laughs> it it uh, it's just great to be out on the course, but uh, it's 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 a little humid out out there. And we have a, a big event, golf fest uh, coming up here Saturday and Sunday at Tampa Bay Downs. Um, so all the big uh, OEMs will be out there: Callaway, Wilson, you know, TaylorMade, um, Strixon, all those guys. And we look forward to be on that tee box with them. And and come stop by, get your numbers. Uh, sharing that experience. Well, sounds good. So uh, again, um, folks, if you want to uh, 
find out more information about Ian and uh, Dialed In Golf Solutions, go to dialedingolfsolutions.com. All the information, all the social media links, and all the contact information is there. So by all means, please reach out. Uh, it, it's a, a great, uh, interesting business, and I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy adding that to uh, to your uh, golf uh, experience as well. So again, Ian, thank you very much for spending time with me tonight on Golf Talk Live. I appreciate it, and I hope you'll come back and, and give me an update in the future. Will do. Thank you, Dad. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Hey, you too. Bye. All right. That was my very special guest tonight, Ian Peterson, the founder and CEO of Dialed In Golf Solutions. Again, just go to dialedingolfsolutions.com and and all of the uh, social media information you'll find there. And uh, it's a very, very interesting business uh, model, and I I wish him uh, sincerely all the uh, continued success, and I hope his business continues to grow because I think it's a, a great uh, business, and I wish uh, him and his wife, Ari, uh, all the best in their future endeavors. Um, so that wraps it up for, for this show. We've got one more show next week where I will uh, have a featured guest in, and then uh, the week following, which of course will be March the 7th, as I mentioned, uh, I'll be going to the full broadcast, uh, two-hour broadcast, and I will have the first uh, Coach's Corner panel uh, of 2019 on March 7th, uh, followed by uh, my interview guest, of course, uh, afterwards. So I'm excited to get back into the Coach's Corner uh, segments. I always enjoy those uh, in addition to the interviews, so I hope you'll continue to join me. And uh, also looking forward to having uh, the folks at golfswing.com come back this season as the sponsor of the Coach's Corner panel. So I'm very excited about that. And uh, you can visit uh, my social media pages as well. To, uh, to see more about uh, not only the shows, but also about golfswing.com. I, I will be posting, uh, again, uh, some great uh, videos uh, from their online uh, video academy at golfswing.com. So on that note, uh, good night, everybody. God bless, and thank you for tuning in to Golf Talk Live. Thanks for listening to this evening's broadcast at Golf Talk Live. Remember to tune in each week at blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live if you can't join us live check out the on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts or listen on any of the following social media platforms itunes stitcher TuneIn, Castbox, TalkStream live and of course spotify to get updates on future shows and upcoming guests be sure to visit the show's facebook page golf talk live blog you can also follow me on twitter at ted and buck ceo remember to join me live each week for another great broadcast of golf talk live See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.